This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I am Chris Milton, and I'm here with Tom Sherman. Tom is our resident expert in all things construction. Tom, it's great to be with you again. And so many things have been happening since the last time we got together and talked as we sort of slide into this post-COVID reality, which is I don't know. You and I were talking just a few minutes ago. It's it's revealed some of its own uh, interesting and unique challenges. This is a complex, this is a uh, sometimes complicated, sometimes high-risk business. I'm wondering if you can share with us uh, some of your expertise, kind of best practices in the financial management, financial functions for those construction executives and leaders out there that are struggling or might not even realize they're struggling, but are facing some difficult issues. Yeah, Chris, uh, thanks for having me on again. Great, great seeing you again. Uh, as you mentioned, construction is a, a fascinating and confounding process at the same time. If it's done properly, it looks sm- smooth and beautiful and seamless. But the reality is there's so much, uh, so many small things that can happen that can go wrong to take it off, off um, target that it's so important to have somebody with a strong financial uh, insight as part of your team to make sure you're capturing all of those all those opportunities. And so I've spent 20 years in construction and construction related industries, everything from home building, civil engineering, structural engineering, mm-hmm. uh, site acquisition. And, and from those experiences, there are kind of four areas that I think provide the most return on investment for those in the construction industry when they're looking at it. And, and those are, you know, training the operations team members so that they understand what finance uh, is and how it impacts what they're doing. Uh, making sure you're measuring the things that are most important to your business, not, not what everybody else thinks should be important. Um, working smarter, not harder. Uh, we talk about that all the time, but uh, definitely applicable here. And then overall risk management. And you'll, you'll see a lot of the factors that happened here in COVID over the past year and a half funnel into risk management and how do you how do you manage the risk of labor shortages and pricing changes uh, in your overall operations so there's a lot to unpack and i love that you've got these sort of four i don't know guiding principles let me ask you about because when i think about um making sure that we're measuring the right things and when i think about working smarter not harder for me those come down to sort of key performance indicators what am i measuring against how do i know that i'm working smarter not harder so let's jump to that if you if you are are thinking about things kind of from your lens where the your perch up there on CFO mountain uh, what are some of those key KPIs that you want to make sure the construction company is really thinking about as they're dealing with and exploring all these issues yeah I think it's very critical for the business to be measuring those things that that fit their business the most. And, and there are some that are universal and some that are very specific. So, you know, universally construction industry is, uh, is a highly competitive tight margin type business. And so um, anytime you're in that kind of a business, cash flow management is important. So um, one of the, the key things I like to have is a 13 week rolling forecast. It gives you visibility into the next quarter. Um, and so when you are looking at the business, um, you know, you have a good sense for how much uh, uh, cash flow is going to be required as the business goes on. Um, key to that is understanding your working process and your backlog as well. So, 
you know, uh, work in progress is work that you are already performing on contracts and what the expected costs are that are going to happen over the, the duration of the rest of that. And backlog is those things that are going to happen in the future. And so having a good understanding of those two and how they relate to your cash flow is, is specifically important. Um, and then depending on what your role is in the construction progress, if you are a, a service provider during the project performance, some of those key me- measurements that we're looking at are labor productivity, uh, labor utilization, um, revenue per technical head for engineering firms, a very critical measure to see how much revenue is translating from the staff that you have on board. And so, um, you know, those are all pred- critical for someone who's a service provider. For a general contractor, uh, somebody who's managing a group of subcontractors working for an owner, you're looking at what are your committed costs? Committed costs are costs that are under contract already with subcontractors. Um, those you know are stuck. The rest of it is are the hours and time that you're going to spend managing the construction process. So managing your committed costs. And then uh, another key one, and you know, I'll, I'll probably mention it a couple of times in our conversation, but uh, change order management. Uh, one of the biggest risks in the construction industry is not properly managing uh, potential changes in scope and, and as the project goes on. And so having the ability to manage uh, that as the process is going on, communicate them effectively, um, those are great ways to pick up profitability. And then ultimately at the end, once a project is completed, if you are properly capturing all of your costs, kind of do that debriefing meeting. What was our profitability on this client and this customer? Use that information for estimating when you go to the future um, so that you can see when you have similar projects, what were the things we did right and what are the things we did wrong and how can we translate that back into the business? Now, in my experience, the last two that you mentioned are sort of epidemic across just about any customer I've ever worked with, which is change management or change orders and and just um, winging it a little bit or, you know, yeah, we built a buffer in or whatever. And then this idea of debriefing after each project, which I love because we all get so busy, we all get moving, we all get, you know, one thing just becomes another. And even if you set out thinking, you know, let's, let's make sure we do that debrief everybody. Uh, it's easy to stop doing that. Would you say that those are two things that just kind of, or or what's the one thing, if everybody could just stop doing this one thing, you'd be surprised how much better your lives would be. Is there one or two things that are constantly just kind of chronically the issue with the companies you work with? Yeah. I mean, uh, for, for me, uh, obviously the change order management is the biggest problem that contractors, both subcontractors performing work for general contractors and general contractors performing work for the owners managing that process because ultimately what happens if it's not managed properly, you come to the end of the project and you're trying to go back to an owner or you're trying to go back to a GC to recover costs that have been incurred somewhere along the project when things went awry. And that is always a much more difficult conversation and it's always much more difficult to try to recover those costs at the end than it is as the project is going on. And so, if there's one thing that I would focus on is making sure, you know, the project managers are trained to have those conversations. And, and that kind of leads into project manager training. Um, you know, a lot of cases, project managers are people who have, came up, who have come up from the field. They started as a field superintendent, 
you know, they've they've built themselves into a supervisory role, but a lot of times they haven't had any kind of financial training or uh, to understand what the effect of, you know, uh, the change orders might be specifically. So one of the critical pieces that I think is of any successful construction company is making sure that those project managers and those operations people understand the basic financial implications of things like not getting a change order approved on time. You know, what is revenue, committed costs and variable costs in a project? And where what's my real margin on that? Because if I start losing margin because of a change order that I can't collect on, the profitability for a large project can disappear very quickly. So spending the time to make sure your project managers are trained on just the basic understanding of financial management so they can understand um, you know why that's so critical when when you're asking about it understanding how you know percentage of completion impacts their projects so you know they may have costs that are uh, you know that are spent up front um, uh, that are a significant portion but there's a lot of work to be done on the project but lower costs so just understanding how all that flows into financial reporting as well because they're going to be getting these financial reports um, from their team. And so having an understanding of how that all works is going to be the most effective way for them to manage a project, ensure they're getting the most profitability and recover those, those costs when projects ultimately do go off, off track. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. ProCFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, ProCFO partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Is that training for you a function of uh, the CFO's role? Or how should the CFO be engaged or involved in helping everybody in that project management side sort of develop some of that financial literacy? Yeah, I actually like it. I think it's a critical component of the CFO's role. Um, and it starts with doing the training at the high level, at the executive level. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of service providers, engineering firms come up and they're great engineers. They know how to do civil engineering, but they've never really had the business training. And, um, you know, and admittedly, they will, they will often will tell you that I'm great at what I do, but I don't understand this financial part. So for me, in my role, a lot of the training that I start with is at the executive level on the operation side teach them how to be able to make decision makers, understand the basic fundamentals of profitability and costs on projects, and then establish a program where that training is then translated down to the team on a periodic basis. Because um, the, t- the construction companies that are the most profitable that are out there right now are doing it because they have made it a point to uh, push financial understanding down to the field level so that the people that are out controlling projects understand the impact of it on the organization, that they're not operating in a bubble that I have to complete this, you know, this building by Tuesday uh, and then I have to move on to the next one, that they understand how it all flows together and and 
you will see it time and time again, the ones that are most profitable are focusing on, on pushing that training all the way through uh, the operation. This is such great and important advice uh, because I think like a lot of industries and a lot of companies, a lot of people in construction, you mentioned they come up through something, they're in it and they even are starting or leading companies because they love construction or they're great at construction or they've been in it for so long that this is the thing that they're really great at. That business aspect is ancillary or is, you know, a second thought. But and and sometimes that means that in order to increase profitability, you cut corners because you don't know how to manage for profitability instead. And I think this is really key advice uh, that you're sharing about making sure everybody understands, even the small details really add up uh, for profitability. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about risk management. That was one of your four sort of key uh, keystone components, um, especially these days, we're dealing with labor shortages, we're dealing with crazy lumber supply and, and all these kind of things. What are some factors um, that you think are included in risk management for a contractor? Yeah, uh, great point. So, you know, obviously there's the inherent risk of safety related to any kind of a construction project, but outside of the safety component, um, there are some key parts that you have to manage in order to be successful and to be able to maximize the profitability. And and they are all the way through the process from the contract stage uh, all the way through the end. So in the contracting stage, um, you mentioned uh, pricing. Um, so material pricing in the past year and a half has gone crazy. The average price to build a 2000 square foot home has gone up $50,000. In some cases, maybe more depending on the region because of the price of lumber and gypsum coming across the border. And so in the contract stage, making sure that you have provisions in there that allow you to pass along material price increases to the owner um, are critical. From the same perspective, you know, when you look at a project, most contracts have uh, a liquidating liquidated damages provision, which is if you don't finish on time, there's going to be a penalty. And it also potentially could have an early completion bonus. So one of the key things in the contract stage is defining what substantial completion means, because that's usually the trigger for your liability for liquidated damages or, or for an early completion bonus. So very small parts of it, but in the contracting stage, important to manage your risk um, on the project. And then, you know, once you start the project, you've now been awarded it, kind of the pre-start due diligence. Have your subcontractors been fully um, confirmed and pre-qualified? Do they have the materials, the financial wherewithal, the equipment to handle it? And maybe in most cases, you should have two of them because there is always the chance that something could go wrong on a project. So do you have two of them um, pre-qualified? Um, taking the next step, most large projects are financed and, and funded either through a title company or a bank. Take the due diligence step to contact the title company or the bank that's providing the financing. Get that information from the owner and verify that you are an approved subcontractor on the project. They're required to submit your name if you have been approved. So knowing that there's financing in place and that you are on the approved list, Another great way to, to, to make sure that you're mitigating the risk that you might have uh, on the project. And then as a subcontractor, if I'm a general contractor, I'm, uh, I have a lot of insurance provisions that are being passed down to me by the owner. 
my main obligation is to make sure that my subcontractors are following those as well. And, and people think that that can be as simple as just getting a certificate of insurance. You hear that all the time. But that all that does is say that they have insurance. Going the next step and making sure that you are an additional insured under their insurance policies, make sure that you are transferring your risk from the owner down to the subcontractor as well. So that's kind of critical to the overall process. And then from the CFO's position, um, my role in this is, you know, the financial, the bonding, the insurance part of the risk management. Um, it's inherent on that CFO to have a backup plan for those as well. There's constant consolidation in the banking industry, in the bond, bonding and insurance industry. A uh, perfect example, I was in the home building industry in, in 2005, 2006, and and uh, we probably used 20 different banks at the same time. And two of those banks each had $100 million lines of credit for us. So a $100 million line of credit requires a certain amount of underwriting and scrutiny. Those two banks decided to merge in the middle. So now you've gone from, you know, a bank that has a high level of scrutiny and uh, an underwriting uh, evaluation on the back end to doubling that $200 million is a, is a high, uh, even higher level to try to manage. And so what happens is as a CFO, I have the risk that I will not have financing for the next project. So ensuring that I had additional bonding capacity with other providers had other lenders that were available to step up if this bank decided to shrink what they were willing to do for financing was critical. So all of that risk management, in addition to the, you know, kind of the basic safety risk are critical as you go through a project to make sure that you can, you, you can squeeze out as much profitability and, and manage your costs. You know, one of the things that I'm mindful of as you're sharing this incredible wealth of insight is, is, if you're listening to this and your CFO hasn't been asking you these same questions, you got to make a phone call. You got to make you got <laughs> to get uh, you got to get pro CFO partners to think maybe a conversation is in order. But before I let you go, Tom, um, you mentioned your 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 experience and your you know it's clear that you've been you've been around for all, a lot of different things uh, in in your in your career. Do you have some advice or some insight? This logjam is going to break. 12, 18 months from now, we're going to be dealing with different things in the construction uh, industry. We're going to be uh, we're going to be having new frustrations. We're going to be having different conversations. What what uh, what advice do you have for future me? For future me, construction uh, enterprise leader, what should I be doing now so I'm better prepared for when this logjam breaks? 12, 18, 24 months away. Yeah, the, you know the key is. Um, and it's the old adage, work, work smarter, not harder. Um, you know, as the logjam breaks and things free up, uh, work shortages uh, free up, labor, uh, material prices come down, competition is going to be even more intense uh, than it is today. Um, you know, everybody's going to be able to staff um, their projects. And so when competition is key, you have to do all of the things that you can to be more efficient. Um, and there are, and that's using all of those tools that are out there that are available, um, estimating cloud-based estimating tools that allow you to um, figure out your costs down to the square foot into the labor hour to make sure that you're um, capturing all of your profitability. Um, uh, using cloud-based, uh, you know, project management tools so that the 
field and the office are communicating in real time and sharing drawings and time management and field reports and approving invoices, all of that stuff is going to be critical. So anything that you can do to automate the process, use the tools that are available that allow people to work remotely, to do their function without coming into the office, to do it faster, quicker, more efficiently, tighter, determine your costs is going to translate into your ability to bid more confidently, win more work, have more flexibility on your bidding that if you need to squeeze on it, you really know what your costs are as opposed to, you know, kind of guessing on it. And so all of that is going to be really critical to being successful as we'll call it the post-COVID world opens back up for the contractor. Tom Sherman from ProCFO Partners, so generous with your expertise this morning. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait for our next conversation because you always bring so much to think about. Uh, really grateful for the time this morning. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.